Welcome back to the Foreign Desk Podcast. I'm Lisa Deftari. Today, we will be continuing with our conversation on Iran, the Islamic Republic, and getting the narrative straight. What's the truth about Iran's regime? Are they looking for a peaceful partner in the United States? Are they a peaceful partner for the United States? Or is the evidence true? Are they continuing building up their weapon, weapons program? Are they continuing with the human rights abuses back at home? Are they continuing to pour money into terrorism in the region? Uh, we'll discuss this and more. Uh, which side is spinning the propaganda? Um, we will discuss this with a very courageous, courageous guest today. Um, we want to invite to the show Wang Shiwei, a uh, Princeton University PhD student who was uh, conducting research on his dissertation uh, in Iran. He traveled there for a few months just to conduct this research uh, and was apprehended within the first few months of being there uh, and held for 40 months, over three years away from his three-year-old child, uh, his wife, his uh, school uh, life in general. Shiwei, I want to welcome you to the program. Thank you for being here with us. Uh, thank you very much for having me. Um, you know, my my interest in your story is so much of the evolution that you had. Uh, I'm so sorry that this happened to you. I think that it's, um, you know, it's, it's the part about your three-year-old son turning six without you being there for those formative years was, was probably most upsetting for me to read about your story. Um, but, you know, I, I guess there's so much curiosity for people reading the story to say, it's no secret that the Iranian regime is not a friendly one. It's no secret that they have held Americans hostage there um, in the past. What led up to you traveling there? Why did you believe that this would be a good choice? And how did you eventually make the trip? Uh, well, several things. Uh, so uh, most importantly, uh, I have spent most of my life inside of uh, Ivory Tower, uh, most of my adult life uh, anyway. Uh, in the in, in the ivory tower, I was steeped in the kind of a liberal education, uh, and I, in many ways, I still consider myself liberal. By the way, uh, but I, uh, I'm, I'm trying to say that is uh, uh, I, um, I had the deep interest in the in the in the in the history and uh, civilization of the East, uh, South Asia, Middle East, and all that, and then. Um, I have spent a lot of time studying uh, these uh, 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 Muslim uh, countries, um, and then um, the, uh, you, you know, for 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 someone who's familiar with Middle Eastern studies, and uh, this is obvious. Um, we we uh, we believe, uh, as we're taught, uh, that America's uh, um, or the West rather uh, imperialist. Uh, um, uh, uh, behavior um, uh, have made um, a lot of, uh, 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 you know, can you explain um, a lot of this uh, uh, destructive behavior today we're seeing from the, uh, from the, from the Middle East, Al-Qaeda, ISIS, uh, or other uh, jihadist groups, uh, you name it. And this kind of behavior, including the phenomenon, by the way, of the Islamic Republic of Iran, uh, uh, ruled by clergy, uh, by clergies, uh, this seemed to be a uh, to, uh, uh, the, the 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 discourse and the rhetoric uh, of uh, uh, which now has been uh, largely adopted by the uh, progressives uh, tend to explain everything went wrong in the region uh, with uh, Western imperialism, uh, especially American imperialism in the last uh, 
uh, 70 years. Um, and um, uh, to, to a large extent, I believed in that. I believed that we had done a great harm uh, to, uh, to the region, uh, to, the, to, the, to the Muslim people, uh, to, to, uh, to, uh, to, the, to the countries uh, such as Iran. Uh, and Afghanistan and, and, and all that. So now, by in the end of uh, uh, in the mid 2015, uh, uh, something monumental happened. Uh, we uh, uh, concluded uh, the JCPOA five plus one uh, with Iran, and then that was considered a major step uh, towards uh, uh, righting our wrongs, uh, historical wrongs. Mm -hmm. And then we would expect, consequently, that Iran. Uh, and, and I think that is a, a, a stated uh, a purpose uh, from the Obama administration, that by giving them, uh, by, by, by engaging Iran in a deal as such, we expect them to change behavior for better. And then right. I, I, I bought into that mm -hmm. uh, and I went to Iran. So you, you went into Iran thinking, um, you know, we wronged them, meaning the United States, we wronged them, um, we owe them, we gave them uh, in this deal. So therefore everything is now peachy. Yes. Uh, I was certainly not uh, not naive enough to imagine that uh, uh, they will be suddenly become our friend, uh, but um, but I I thought it was uh, quite reasonable to believe uh, that they will gradually change their behavior. An important step of of that is to allow foreign students, American students, to study in Iran without um, being harassed. Right. And so, and to your credit, you were going there to study history. There's there no politics involved. You were not going there to sell anything. You weren't going there to convert anybody. Um, you know, all the, you know, many of the stories we hear are, 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 are rooted around, you know, something like that. But more recently, these are all trumped up espionage charges where they force yeah. you to confess. So they make up these charges just to throw you into prison. So, you know, what happened then? You went there, you're studying, you're going into the archives every day at the library. What happened? Um, and then uh, uh, a few hours before I was supposed to leave the country, uh, um, the intelligence called me, uh, claiming to be Iranian police. Uh, to uh, uh, they, they said they want to ask me some questions and asked me to bring my passport and computer to go to the diplomatic police on the Vsauce Street for questioning. And then I promptly went. Um, and then uh, they took my passport and the computer. Uh, they. As first question they asked me is, uh, are you are you Chinese? Uh, I said no, I'm not Chinese. I had a Chinese visa on my American passport, um, and then I think that then they decided they would arrest me. Uh, in retrospect, um, and then they interrogated me for a couple of hours and they let me go, uh, telling me you uh, you will not be able to go home today. Uh, you you uh, wait for our, our communication. I will investigate you, um, and then I was kept in limbo. Uh, without a passport for 18 days uh, before they arrested me on August 7th, 2016. Yeah. So what was going through your mind when you got that call? Did you think, okay, this is business as usual, they're keeping my passport? What was going through your mind that whole time? Uh, exactly like you described, because um, um, uh, as a matter of fact, most of the countries in the world are kind of a, in one to one degree or another uh, authoritarian. And they're naturally suspicious of a foreigner's um, behavior. And, and uh, uh, I, I just thought like that. Okay, so I have done nothing wrong and then they want to ask some questions, so be it. Um, I, I can't run, right? So, uh, so, so uh, I went uh, with a goodwill uh, to, uh, to tell them whatever they would want to ask me. I, um, my conscience was clean. I didn't do anything against Iran. In fact, my research was deliberately um, uh, uh, 
uh, I, I kept my research de deliberately uh, away uh, from contemporary history, right? So I was studying uh, late 19th century, early 20th century, Gajar uh, era. Yeah. When you were telling them your story about being this American student from Princeton University who's there just to do innocent research on your dissertation, did you feel like they believed you? Uh, yes, uh, I, I I think they were suspicious, uh, but but I did be I, I did believe that they believe they believe me they believed what I had said because because there there is just no any indication uh, by common sense that can point uh, towards me doing anything harmful to the Iranian regime. I wasn't famous. I wasn't uh, using social media. I wasn't mingled with Iranian students. I wasn't political. I have never written uh, or said anything uh, for or against uh, the regime. Um, I was clean slate. I, I, I wasn't um, um, having any issues uh, with Iran or the Iranian regime. So then what happened after 18 days? Uh, they called me. Uh, they asked me to go to the... Uh, Hotel Azadi, um, by the way, uh, for those who don't know Persian, Azadi means freedom. And the Hotel Azadi is located right across uh, the Avian prison, uh, which I think is a kind of um, uh, ironic. Um, but uh, uh, so they called me to the Hotel Azadi five-star hotel. And then uh, it's, I think it's a third floor. They asked me to go to a suite uh, for questioning. So I went there and then they told me, we have investigated you. We think you didn't do anything wrong. We want to release you. So now let's go to your apartment and pick up your luggage and we'll uh, take you to the airport. But instead of uh, taking me to the airport, they took me to Edin. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Uh, were you able to inform your family? I mean, how were those first few days? Uh, well, when they told me they were taking me to the airport, I informed the Swiss embassy uh, and I informed my wife that, that they are allowing to, me to go to the airport uh, and um, uh, I, I'm going home. Uh, I'm glad this ordeal has come to an end. Um, and uh, the Swiss uh, were kind enough to wait for me in the, uh, in the airport uh, uh, to arrange my travel detail. They waited for five hours. I didn't show up. I would learn this later. I, you know, I, I was right. told about this later. But my wife I had no idea what happened. So I was kept in, uh, uh, I, I was not allowed to call my wife until 19 days later. Wow. Uh, you can imagine um, uh, under solitary confinement, uh, 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 you know, how, how that uh, uh, was felt. Yeah. And, and at what point were you told that you would be kept for political reasons or that you're being charged on espionage charges? Um, you know, when did when did all the pieces of the puzzle start coming together for you? So for eight, first 18 days when I was under uh, solitary confinement, uh, they asked, uh, they interrogated me every day. And in the 18th day, they took me uh, for uh, again to Hotel Istiqlal uh, in Parkway. Uh, they, they told me they want to uh, release me again. They 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 decided I have done nothing wrong, but the, the the chief has to make that decision. And then so they took me there, and then the chief told me we're going to film you uh, to uh, analyze, uh, and we are going to ask you some questions and analyze your answers uh, with your uh, facial expression. If we think you are telling the truth, we'll release you. 
Uh, and then I realized once that started, I realized they were asking me the same questions they asked me over and over again during the interrogation. So the first 18 days of interrogation was kind of like a rehearsal uh, uh, for, for, for this video shoot. Uh, and apparently that wasn't really about uh, 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 discerning whether I was telling the truth of things because they were as asking me opinion questions. Uh, what do you think about Iran-U.S. relations? What do you think about U.S. Uh, int uh, intention to influence Iran, uh, et cetera, et cetera? Um, and uh, uh, and it's, at, at times he would even say, uh, 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 "Let's do this again. You are nervous. Let's you know calm down, right?" So there were a, there was clearly this they were filming something for future use. So uh, and naturally, uh, when they did that, I wasn't released. Uh, they took me out of a solitary cell uh, and put me with others for about 10 days. 10 days later, they started the in intense interrogation again. This time they changed even uh, interrogators. Um, and then they basically, uh, at this moment, they forced me into confession. They told me, we, uh, uh, you, you have to be a US uh, spy uh, because we want to do a deal with the United States. We want to- They said this. Uh, yeah, yes, they said it. Uh, they said it very, very explicitly. You, you, uh, we, we want to deal with the United States. You have to be a spy. Uh, otherwise, there's no case. No case, then there's no deal. Uh, we want our prisoners back. We want our detainees back. You have to be, uh, likewise, uh, uh, a convicted uh, uh, spy. Otherwise, there's no deal. And you don't, if you don't conf uh, confess, um, uh, you go back to solitary confinement until you confess. And if you don't confess, you will never be able to see your wife and son. You will never be able to set your foot on the soil of the United States. You will rot here. No one will remember you. Uh, it's it's a it's it's a well tested uh, interrogation uh, technique, I would suppose, right? Yeah. So uh, eventually, then I have to uh, uh, confess uh, because what they wanted was just one sentence: uh, "I'm a spy for the United States." In English and Persian. Uh, I, I didn't know at the point, uh, at that point, that according to Iranian law, a single confession, single sentence of confession like that uh, is adequate uh, to convict me. Right. But then the larger question still lingers. Uh, still lingers. Why do they have to go through the, 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 the trouble uh, to, to do this, to, 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 to force me into confession, to threaten me for physical abuse even? Um, and put me through solitary confinement. Um, that has puzzled me for a long time. Um, but recently I, I read uh, my, 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 my new, uh, very senior colleague, uh, Ken Paulus' book. Um, and then he described uh, the situation where American uh, diplomats were uh, taken hostage in 1979. Uh, he said the, uh, the, the, the Iranian regime uh, derives uh, immense psychological gratifi uh, 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 gratification, um, seeing Americans suffer, um, putting Americans under a kind of a situation where they're under duress and they suffer from it. And I think that corresponds very, nice, uh, very nicely to my experience because they told me uh, if you were Chinese, none of this would happen. Uh, uh, huh. and, uh, and you're American, you deserve this. Uh, and rest assured, Iranian prisoners in America are treated much worse. So uh, be grateful that you have not been uh, sexually assaulted, Wow. for example. Uh, yeah. 
It's, it's so difficult. I mean, there are many stories of forced confessions, and I think that that you hit the nail on the head. That this is why, you know, this this is this is the 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 path that they take, and then either hang the person, you know, execute them, don't notify their family. So, um, thankfully, you did make it out alive. But, um, you know. It's it's interesting to see your evolution um, throughout this first month. You went from okay, great, I'm getting on a plane, going back to my family, and look at all these you know gems that I collected in in the archive of uh, the libraries here, and I can't wait to go back home and write about them, um, all the way to you know you may rot here for the rest of your your life. Um, how did the evolution happen for you? How quickly did it happen for you? And and what was that aha moment when you said, oh my god, everything I've been taught or I believed about this regime is wrong? So uh, that, that, that's, uh, that's a very important question. Um, so uh, when I was outside uh, in, on, the, on the street, I already felt um, Iran wasn't really, the, the Iranian society as I saw um, the people, how the people would, would, would comment on the, on the situation. Uh, of their uh, uh, of their country, their regime, the, the regime, and the, uh, Iran's relation with the outside world um, was already very different from what I read uh, in prominent um, uh, uh, liberal media. Um, and so, um, you know, uh, I, I I think that the ordinary Iranians have a such affinity uh, with the West, and then that goes that has a deep historical roots, right? Um, and then um, uh, today, they, uh, uh, you probably well, I haven't seen ter- the street of Tehran for for a long time, but but I would assume that there there are still as before there are more hamburger uh, and pizza uh, restaurants on the street of Tehran than probably any city you can you can see in America. Um, and for anybody who who has been to Tehran, probably would uh, would marvel. Well, um, well. As if the Iranians, uh, uh, half of what they eat are hamburgers and, and pizzas. Uh, these are, you know, powerful uh, uh, iconic symbols of American uh, right. of of America, right? And I saw this uh, taxi on the street, um, you know, yellow yellow uh, yellow cap on the street, um, with this uh, seal, uh, like a big um, big medallion, the thing. On the on the place where the the the, the car's logo was supposed to uh, to be put, it says the uh, the, the president wait, wait the ambassador of the United States. Hmm. Yes, uh, with with the ego and you know everything is really serious. But but, but I, I think that says something about the image of the the uh, United States among uh, ordinary Iranians. I think Iranians uh, love the United States, love the idea. Uh, of the United States, land of liberty, land of freedom, um, land of abundance, right? Um, and then they want to have a, a good life like we Americans have in our country. Right. I, think, I think there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but the regime wants to tell people America is the great Satan. Um, uh, it is responsible for everything wrong uh, in our region and in our country. Um, and then how many people buy that argument? It's really difficult to say, but I, but in terms of the, the people that I met, very, very few, if not none, um, would, would support regime's rhetoric. Yeah, um, and what's interesting is how many people buy that rhetoric here in the United States. 
And yes, so that's uh, that's a big uh, big surprise because uh, just back to your 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 previous uh, uh, question, having seen all this and then being interrogated by by the intelligence uh, because the interrogation is not uh, one way communication, right? Not that they just ask me question that I tell them, they dispute me. Uh, they they correct they they in, try to induct induct, uh, induct indoctrinate me in a way. They tell me how they think. Uh, they would tell me how they think, right? I learned a lot from that. Um, I, for example, when I was in America, um, I read a book um, uh, written by a former, uh, I don't remember, is a former government uh, analyst officials. Uh, uh, and the, 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 the book's claim is that the, the U.S. president should visit Iran like Nixon visited China. Um, and uh, I, deeply, I was deeply committed to that idea why does Iran have to be, why do we have to be uh, enemy of Iran? This is unnecessary, right? And I told, I told Iran, the, I, I told the, the uh, interrogators, uh, I, I, be, I truly believed that there's no, you know, we don't have to be friends, but we don't have to be arch enemies uh, at each other's throat. Uh, and I think the American president should visit Iran. We should have a normal country to country relation. Like we like the United States do with other countries, you know, like the United States does with other countries. What's wrong with that? But then the interrogator said, "No, the United, the the, the president of the United States will never dream uh, to visit Iran. We will never welcome the president of the United States to uh, to set his foot on Iran. Never." Um, and then that uh, comment was used uh, in the court against me. Uh, because I was supporting the idea of a U.S. Uh, president visiting Iran. In turn, I was supporting uh, uh, America's engagement with Iran. And then in turn, because the regime views American uh, engagement with Iran uh, is fundamentally destabilizing, uh, therefore, because I support that idea, that line of ideas, <laughs> I, was going, I was there destabilizing the regime uh, in other words, infiltrating uh, the Iran, the Iranian system, right? Called nufuz uh, in, in in Persian, um, and then therefore, um, uh, and I did it uh, according to Obama's instruction. Uh, what do you mean by that? Well, because he, they said you are American, like uh, we are Iranians, we follow whatever the supreme leader tells us uh, to do, and you are American. Therefore, Obama wants engagement; he sends you here. Uh, uh, for that engagement, uh, for that rather infiltration through engagement, um, you sent you are you are sent by Obama, right? And then um, uh, and then they they quote this Obama uh, comment uh, a couple of years ago, saying uh, we we can change, we can improve their uh, our relation with Iran, uh, uh, starting by uh, sending some exchange students. Look, Obama wants to send exchange students. Uh, to infiltrate our system, to change our value, uh, and you are one of them. Therefore, you have to be condemned and convicted for that. This is insanity because you know under the um, Obama administration, the we we followed the policy of appeasement, we which led us to the JCPOA of 2015, which um, you know many people 
you know, celebrated that as normalizing, quote unquote, normalizing of relations between the two. And this happened to you, not while, you know, President Trump was in office, but you were apprehended um, while Obama, which who was considered obviously a much more friendly, if not the friendliest uh, president in modern history towards the Islamic Republic. Um, Another interesting thing I read in, in, in a very, very compelling op-ed that you wrote at the end of February for the Wall Street Journal was exactly about this. You wrote, when I was being interrogated in Evian prison, uh, my interrogator boasted that he and his hardline colleagues were eager to see Donald Trump elected, not because the regime viewed him as the type of pragmatic leader they could deal with, but because it would justify a more confrontational stance against the great Satan meaning it doesn't matter who's in office. They actually prefer not to have, you know, that 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 open hand uh, because they're going to behave this way no matter what. What's your reaction to that? Uh, yes, exactly. And I see, uh, the, you know, this is a, this is the problem, right? Do they represent Iran? No, I, I, I firmly uh, believe uh, these ideas do not represent uh, the majority of uh, Iran, how Iranians uh, think. Um, and then you can you can tell uh, from the way that the the, the, the Iranian uh, 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 IRGC or Ministry of Intelligence, this this uh, hardliners uh, think uh, that they were not they do not care about Iranian national interest. They do not care about the interest of the Iranian majority. Uh, they do not care uh, about the, uh, the you know uh, uh, Iran uh, Iran's national image. Um, uh, and uh, they, what what they do care is uh, their uh, personal uh, and uh, and institutional and group interest at the expense of the most uh, the the majority interest of the ordinary Iranians, right? And then that's how they that's how they think that's how they uh, how how they look at things. We don't want um, we don't want rapprochement with the United States. We want to have a controlled uh, level of uh, uh, isolation on our terms. That's that's basically what the uh, 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 what they want. They want to be able to control that process on their terms. It's, it's not that they want complete isolation like a North Korea situation. No, uh, because that's like a suicide, like economic suicide. But they want to be able to in charge to when and to what extent uh, how they are going to interact with outside world. But it doesn't work that way, right? So. The the, the 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 world is interconnected and that it does not work the way that the Iranian regime wants to work uh, uh, wants it to work you know how do we how do we get this through to the average American let alone the average American to our leaders I, I I wish the White House was listening to you right now I mean they're they're marching fast forward into another nuclear deal and yet what you're saying is is so compelling you were there you were on the ground you're talking about what the Iranian people want what you saw from the government you got really a a front a row seat at all of this yes uh you know, uh, five years ago, if you asked me about how I look at sanctions, uh, I would tell you, well, the sanctions are hurting innocent people. The collateral damage uh, is, is, uh, is impermissible. Uh, it's just uh, evil and immoral for us to do that. But then, you know, when I went to Iran, um, I... I kind of learned uh, another side of the coin, uh, right? So the Iranians, uh, many Iranians I have met, I'm not saying uh, all Iranians think like this, but many that I have met expressed that they they felt the sanctions are unpleasant, 
destroying their life. But they understand why the sanctions are there, because the regime brought upon brought the sanctions upon them, because of the the, the bad behavior of the regime. Uh, there are sanctions on Iran, and then many of them have said we have, uh, um, you know, we uh, we have seen uh, that when the sanctions are heavy, uh, the regimes uh, the the regimes under under pressure. Uh, now the sanctions are gone. We're not taking, um, uh, we're not having ad any advantage. All the money, uh, all the benefit uh, goes to the regime. And we'd rather uh, uh, have, uh, you know, we'd rather see uh, the sanction continuing and the regime weakened. Um, and we can choose uh, uh, the, the fate uh, uh, of our own country. The Iranians, uh, many, many Iranians expressed to me that um, they'd prefer uh, again, I'm not saying uh, everybody thought so, but many have told me they prefer to see U.S. sanctions to weaken the regime uh, than giving the money to the regime to continue oppression against the Iranians. Wow. Um, I mean, we know all of this and, and you know, people who, who, who cover Iran and, and, and do so from an honest point of view know all this. But to hear it from your mouth, to hear it through your experience and the evolution that you had, you know, believing one thing, stepping into the, in the country and then uh, having all of your, you know, um, all of your, your ideas and opinions really challenged in a way that was so vivid um, and unpleasant, unfortunately. Yes, if I may, if I may sure. interject on this. So today, still, I have a friend telling me, well, the U.S. sanctions against Iran are immoral. And I, I, and I tell them, yes, I agree. Um, but what the Iranian regime is doing on their own people, on the people, uh, on, uh, people of other countries in the Middle East and to the, world, uh, to the world's security and peace is also immoral. They have the agency to undo what they are doing, but they decide not to. And then decide uh, to maintain that heavy international pressure through sanctions on the Iranian populace. So they are first and foremost to be blamed, not the United States, for the sanctions that the Iranian people are enduring. You know, when, so let me go back to that question. When did you have this change of, of heart? And when you were sitting all those days in Evin prison, you know, what did you think to yourself? What, what am I going to do when I get out of here? What am I going to do with these new beliefs, new thoughts? I mean, obviously you're working for your, towards your PhD. So you are going to stay in the, you know, in, in the political arena in some capacity, but you're now armed with a new set of beliefs. What were your plans and what did you imagine yourself doing when you were out of there? So uh, that that involves uh, well um, that touches on a cre important question of how how I survived on a day to day basis, uh, and to to be frank with you, uh, a very healthy thing to do for anyone in that situation is not to think about that. Uh, you, you you focus on you focus on right now, you focus on how I can get through the day, uh, rather than uh, thinking about uh, great things you've done in the past or great things you want to do in the future, because that will just bog you down. Uh, you don't want to do that. And you just look at today. Uh, uh, so I actually didn't really think very much about my future um, uh, when, when I was uh, in, in that difficult situation. And then um, 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 a lot of what I've learned in, in, in Iran actually came uh, uh, slowly, right? Depend, you know, through the kind of uh, people I have met. Uh, other prisoners, 
through um, being exposed uh, to Iranian propaganda uh, on, uh, on Iranian TV that I had to watch every day, right? Um, through the court sessions, um, uh, through, through, through uh, a cross-reference with what I've been told uh, uh, by my family and friends over the telephone, what was going on outside about Iran. So this is, a, this, is, this is a long process that I actually didn't really believe, I didn't really think when I was in Iran in the beginning. I would be in any way political. I would be, uh, uh, you, you know, in a few years uh, time, I would be, uh, you know, I never actually used uh, Twitter uh, until, uh, until 2020. Uh, and I was never uh, active on Twitter until uh, late, December, uh, late uh, November 2020. Um, so I never really thought um, I would do what I'm doing today, uh, be, a, a, be a fellow uh, in, a, in, a, in a leading think tank and having uh, this conversation uh, with you and commenting on what I have learned uh, in Iran in a very difficult way. What do you think, um, and I know this is something you, you touch upon often, but what's the bottom line? Why, why um, are, are the progressives in this country so... Why are they so impervious to these facts? Uh, well, there's several reasons. Because, um, you know, first of all, they think uh, they are so steeped into this progressive rhetoric that uh, about social injustice um, and America is fundamentally evil uh, and everything uh, you see wrong can be uh, attributed uh, to that, that fundamental, uh, that fundamental uh, evil. Uh, and therefore, by combating, uh, by going against that fundamental evil, we're, uh, we're going to be able to turn other things around for better. Um, I think there's a fundamental belief in that. Um, and then the second, second level is that these people have never been to Iran. They have never lived in the region uh, as locals. You know, some may have been diplomats uh but remember yeah, but you know what i'm gonna actually push back on that does it really require going to iran and getting thrown into evian prison for people to believe you or to believe the many others or to believe the thousands of iranian people who go to the streets they came out in 2009 they came out in 1999 before that and before that and even nowadays they are coming out and protesting and telling us the truth about who they are and you know what if we put human rights aside look at all the money that they're putting into terrorism into yemen into gaza into lebanon and the list goes on Seriously, Syria, Iraq. Um, do, do, I mean, I, I, and I understand what you're saying. They've never been there, so they don't have your exact experience. But there's so much evidence. The people of Iran are telling us every single day not to make another deal. Why don't they believe them? Well, because another thing that I just want to be very critical is that uh, uh, many of these people who are in the position of decision uh, policy decision making do not have to personally suffer if the lines of a policy that they promote uh, go wrong, right? They're Americans, they don't live in the Middle East. Um, they, uh, uh, if something goes wrong, if, if it turned out really that they, their, their policy is, uh, is bad uh, and uh, um, uh, uh, in the years to come, none of them would suffer personally. Their properties will not be damaged. Their family members wouldn't be imprisoned. They wouldn't be killed and tried, uh, tried and killed in any way. They will still enjoy high, uh, uh, high office, uh, the perks of a high offices, right? Yeah. 
What I, I, you know, just to answer your question very directly, does it really take for someone to be in the Evian prison to go through what exactly I went through to understand this? My answer is, my answer is no. You need to be, but, but I think it takes the, uh, someone, uh, uh, an American, to live like an Iranian in Iran, uh, to live as a Lebanese in Lebanon, to live, uh, uh, to live as a, a, a Yemeni in Yemen, to understand what's going on. I don't we know. Can't say just know, go, go I, there and, how, as a diplomat and, and how, enjoy um, uh, a privileged lifestyle and and and, sure. and and talk in the in the kind of a position of a self you know self uh, self righteous position. Sure, That's but you also have you also have right. progressives who push for 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 human rights, for women's rights. Look at the women in Iran. For religious liberty. Look at the religious minorities living in Iran. For political freedom, they have no freedom. They get thrown into prison for a tweet or a Facebook post. Now, how is it that those same people who are champions of human rights don't understand? I mean, of course, it would be wonderful if we can have empathy, right? Not sympathy, like real empathy. We could live in their shoes and understand what they're going through. But there is just so much out there that that they're just failing to look at just to go forward with their ideological narrative on Iran. Um, I think what really make Iran what really makes Iran stand out uh, in this is Iran's anti-imperialist, anti-American rhetoric. I mean, look, look at uh, Israel and Saudi Arabia. A fundamental difference between Israel and Saudi Arabia and Iran is that they are American allies. They are right. beneficiaries uh, of uh, the United States. Mm -hmm. They are henchmen, uh, in a way, uh, of the American evil, right? Mm -hmm. um, whereas Iran, uh, imagine um, being marginal, it has been uh, marginalized in the last 40 years. Um, it has struggled against the, 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 the crashing juggernaut of US power um, uh, and, uh, and managed to stand on its feet, managed to develop nuclear capacity towards a weapon. Um, and then it calls, uh, it, it calls out uh, social injustice in America in terms of racial inequality right. uh, and uh, in, in terms of the hypocrisy of United States uh, political establishment. Um, to be sure, many of these things that they say are true or have a kernel of truth in that. Mm -hmm. But I think the, 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 problem, the problem is that in many progressive eyes that the Iranian regime is somehow redeemable because they call out the evil, uh, the, the, the injustice in the American system. Because of that, it seems that we share something in common with them. Mm -hmm. Therefore, we can work with them. Right. Uh, especially if we decide that we're going to combat uh, that inherent evil in our system. We're going to fix that, right? So if we do that, we can, we can engage with them and they will come around. And I think that's fundamentally wrong because this is wishful thinking. You are not, uh, the people who think like that have not put themselves in the position of the Iranian regime. This mullahs, um, uh, 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 the, the way they, they, they would think. Right. Um, you know, it's uh, interesting to see the, the reaction of, and I looked at, at some of the you know reporting from CNN and others um, on, on your release. Um, 
But what was more curious for me was to ask you about the reaction of your uh, mentors and your professors at Princeton University. Uh, what was their reaction to your apprehension? Obviously, many of them were uh, instrumental in getting you over there. Um, what was their reaction to your apprehension? Did they make any moves to advocate for your release? And what was their reaction to your to your eventual release? Uh, well, they did whatever they can within their capacity, uh, and then they have to uh, uh, they have um, they have to follow the the instructions of the university. And uh, to be frank with you, to this day, there are still many things uh, that are not really clear to me. I do not know what exactly happened uh, because uh, uh, many many uh, a lot of the information uh, was just not uh, disclosed to me. So I'm not in a very good You're talking about the, the back channel um, workings that got you released. Uh, uh, that also, but a, a lot of what the, uh, uh, what the university did uh, was not known to me. I, I'm sure they have done a lot. And then my, my wife also told me they have done a lot, um, but to what extent and what, um, uh, it's very hard to tell. Um, uh, it's I, again. I'm not saying um, at this uh, moment that they 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 uh, they didn't do they didn't do much. What, That's did not they, what I'm saying. But did you but, see them? When, yeah. What what was their reaction to you personally in in, in person when when you were released? Well, uh, as uh, as Graham has uh, mentioned uh, in the in his piece, uh, I ran into this professor. Um, uh, Obviously, I'm not going to mention the name, but uh, on the street, uh, who was closely involved uh, in uh, uh, in the Iranian studies uh, side of things, and uh, he told me, "Oh, I'm sorry for what have uh, what you have gone through. Uh, it's it's all because of uh, Trump's uh, 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 maximum pressure against Iran. It's all, all you know Iran's uh, uh, paranoia about." Uh, uh, American uh, intelligence infiltration. You know, when I heard that, it's just that, uh, uh, what can I say? You still believe in something like this? Uh, because because I was arrested three months before Trump was elected. I was forced into confession and told that uh, I was uh, a pawn, a hostage, two months before Trump was elected. And you are still saying, um, you are still saying that um, what has happened to me is because of Trump. How 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 would that make sense? Right. It's, right? Yeah. It's 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 impermeable, as we said, impermeable. Yes. And I think fundamentally, uh, and by the way, this professor is not a singular. Uh, no, no, case. not at all. Uh, um, other uh, professors and graduate students uh, who. Uh, who have to build their career on the established uh, uh, narrative uh, told me the same thing. Right. Uh, as if as if the facts uh, don't matter. Right. That's no, the no. most disturbing thing um, I've seen. And then yeah. this is this is beyond Princeton. This is not. Princeton. No, it's 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 across the board in in academia, and I know you know that and. Um, it's 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 unfortunate because you know you, people send their kids to to college to learn. To, obviously, graduate school is is even more intense, but um, to learn and not be indoctrinated, to think, to look for evidence, uh, and not be indoctrinated. Um, 
you've been extremely vocal on Twitter. And I think you mentioned that that's, you started in, in 2020, um, you know, only a few months after, after you were released. Um, but you, you're extremely bold in your tweets. And I want to just read a couple for, for um, an example. And the IRI negotiated the JCPOA in bad faith, but the evidence is to be ignored. Team Biden will remain committed to, to restoring the deal. In part, the woke believe that America is so inherently evil. When it writes, it's wrong. Everything else, including the IRI, will work its way out for us. Another tweet, sanctions are effective. Otherwise, RIA's first demand wouldn't have been wouldn't have been to lift sanctions. The issue is Biden's eager to restore the JCPOA and the IRI knows it. It's the, it's the game of chicken again. U.S. is materially prepared to win, but psychologically prepared to lose. So I'm sure it's very difficult to give your honest opinion, especially being an academic um, at a time where there's only one truth and everyone else gets canceled, whether you're Dr. Seuss or Mr. Potato Head or like yourself, uh, yeah. Dr. Wang, PhD. Yes. Um, and then I say what I believe is true. I say, I, I say these things based on my analysis of what's going on. And I do believe, and if you have, a, you have, you have read uh, the, uh, the, uh, uh, the interview uh, of uh, the, 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 the Iran envoy, he said, uh, if Iran does not want to negotiate, uh, you know, have a direct negotiation, we can do third party negotiation. I think this shows is this fundamental eagerness and determination, no matter and desperation. what. Yeah, desperation. No, no matter what, we have to re enter the, into the deal. But put yourself in the Iranian regime's shoes. If you're seeing Americans are so determined to do this, so what are you going to do? You're going to, you're going to um, uh, uh, escalate uh, your provocation um, as a leverage to demand more. Because it doesn't matter because because you know they want it, right? So right. so so in my opinion, uh, the Biden administration is bar is uh, 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 is is bargaining at a very bad start. Yep. Right. Absolutely. And then and and then no one. I mean, even in the in the in the in the in the interview, uh, the Iran envoy was confronted with a question. So how are you going to convince the Iranians to negotiate uh, for 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 issues in addition to the JCPOA? Again, uh, no comment on that. Mm -hmm. Yes, we're trying to, so we will try to convince them. Mm -hmm. Well, is that a really a good answer? I mean, how are, you going, how are you going to try to convince them? With what? Why the Iranians would be open to your effort uh, uh, to convince them to negotiate other issues? You are relinquishing everything you have to bring them to a to negotiation table by re-entering to the JCPOA. And then they want to use that as a starting point. How this, how would this make logical sense? Right. I mean, what made you decide to even start speaking out your truth? Uh, very good question. Uh, and uh, let me tell you that. So um, uh, two days before Thanksgiving, I read in the news that my former uh, fellow inmate, uh, Dr. Jalali, uh, Ahmad Reza Jalali, was taken from the general ward uh, to solitary confinement uh, and put on the death row. He was, his death sentence was reactivated. Um, and then uh, this was apparently because um, these Iranian diplomat uh, involved in a botched a terrorist attack uh, in Europe was being put on trial. This is the first uh, incident. The second, uh, I think uh, a day later, uh, the one day before Thanksgiving, uh, if I remember right, 
um, I read in the news that um, uh, uh, Dr. Kelly Gilbert, Kelly Moore Gilbert, now we're friends uh, after she was released, um, uh, was released in exchange uh, uh, of a three uh, Iranian uh, convicted Iranian terrorists. Uh, I had a very difficult uh, emotion inside of me at that time. I felt horrible for Dr. Jalali being put on death row again um, for, for, for this explicit uh, extortion. Someone innocent being put on death row in order to exchange for some a, 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 a terrorist attempting attack on European soil, and then a, a innocent academic being exchanged for three um, convicted terrorists. Well, how am I going to be able to remain silent on that? And I re immediately wrote an, uh, an op-ed piece and published on Bloomberg uh, uh, later uh, on the day of my, my, my the, uh, the, on, the, uh, on the day of my anniversary of freedom. Um, I explain the logic of Iranian uh, hostage taking, right? right. So the, the the logic, you know, I, I I have to say this, and I thank you for giving me this opportunity to 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 uh, to say it, is that I I am wholeheartedly against the word hostage diplomacy. There is nothing diplomatic diplomacy about this hostage taking. The, the 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 very fact that they take hostage and do exchange indicates they're not interested in diplomacy. They're interested in only in the marginal exchange of interest, such as hostages. I take your hostage, so I take your hostage, so give me my money back. Give me your uh, the, the the Iranian prisoners uh, in, in your country. That's the extent that they're uh, they're willing to do. Right? Is this is this diplomacy? I mean, how can you engage in diplomacy when you when you take your 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 counterpart a citizen innocent citizen hostage? Right. 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 Yeah, and I think our public and policymakers need to understand this. They're I mean, not, you know, they yeah. are the Iranian regime is not interested in diplomacy. People say Trump is not interested in diplomacy, and I don't think that's right. Because Trump has never said, I don't want to talk to Iran and I want regime change. That's not what he said. He always said, I want Iran to come to negotiate more and we can do a deal. And that's what I call diplomacy. I mean, Trump is not very good at that, but, but I don't think it's fair to say Trump had denied diplomacy. The, the, the door of diplomacy was never closed to Iran uh, from America, even during the Trump administration. And even today, look at what's going on with all these um, uh, um, concessional uh, gestures that the Biden administration is extending to Iran. It is the, the Iranian regime that is denying the diplomacy. Where, but, but ironically, in our country, our progressives, our progressives are just saying, you are not trying hard enough to extend diplomacy to them. Right. And I think that's fundamentally wrong. That's the abuse of diplomacy. That's not a diplomacy. That's an appeasement that the progressives are asking from right. the administration. Right, and that's the path they're going to follow. And for our final question, I'm so um, upset that we're out of time because I could speak to you for hours um, about your very interesting story and your unique uh, point of view. Um, what do you think is the right path forward for engaging Iran in a proper way? And what part are you going to have in, in doing that? Uh, well, so I think 
um, America should be patient. The international community should be patient. Uh, we, should, we have demonstrated enough goodwill that we want to engage in diplomacy. The ball is in their court. They have been denying, and they need to come around and embrace the, uh, 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 diplomacy. And, and before that happens, we should not slack uh, 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 our, our pressure um, on the Iranian regime, right? And I would say it is wrong even to demand the United States to give them humanitarian sanction relief unilaterally. Remember, we have hostages held in Iranian right. prisons. When we talk about uh, humanitarian sanction relief, shouldn't we also de de demand that Iran releases, uh, you know, that Iran release these uh, uh, innocent uh, foreign foreign citizens on a humanitarian basis? Right. I think we are entitled to demand that. Right. right. And I think right. yes. So I think I think I think um, um, uh, we should maintain um, uh, a high level of pressure, but keep the the, the door of diplomacy open. Right. Um, what do we expect from Iran? Do we expect that uh, uh, through, uh, uh, you know, either pressure or appeasement, are, are we going to expect that they will change their behavior? I, I think uh, evidently appeasement uh, from Obama era has shown that they will not change behavior uh, for better, but they are going to uh, uh, behave even worse, right? And the single-minded uh, pressure will not encourage them to, uh, uh, to, to change for better either. But I think we will be able to uh, reach an interim um, uh, uh, agreement with Iran so that they have to compromise and moderate their behavior. And then the fundamental change um, of the Iranian uh, uh, political situation could be uh, 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 postponed to a later date when uh, Iranian people um, will have the opportunity to, to, to decide the fate of their re, the, the regime and the political fate of their country. Absolutely. And I think that is that is reasonable to expect. Absolutely. I agree with you 100%. And I hope Washington is listening. They should bring you in uh, to really, really uh, hear you and, and hear your expertise on this issue well, and to hear your experiences firsthand. And I encourage all of you to follow Shiwei's work uh, at the uh, American Enterprise Institute, where he is a fellow. Follow him on Twitter, where he is tweeting nuggets of real, real knowledge and uh, expertise all the time about this topic. Uh, thank you so much for being here with us. We hope you'll come back very soon. Uh, and to the rest of you who would like to sign up for our podcast, you can go to youtube.com slash Lisa Daftari or to sign up for our daily top 10, go to Foreign Desk News slash newsletter and sign up there. Thank you so much and see you next time.